Welcome once again to Overdrive. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Zechariah chapter 4. Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. The Lord calls us to things that are beyond us. The Lord calls us to things that are too much for us. The Lord calls us to things that are not in us. The Lord calls us to things that require divine touch. Smith Wigglesworth said these words, God does not call those who are equipped. He equips those whom he has called. Noah, an ark needs building. Moses, go to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. David, this giant needs to come down. Abraham, you are a father of many nations. Esther, you are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. The Lord calls us to things that are beyond us. He calls us to things that are too much for us, that are not in us. He calls us to things that require his divine touch. I think of the response of Moses when God called him. Exodus 4, verse 10 reads, Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Literally, I cannot talk very well. And even at the Lord's assurance, even when the Lord came and said, You are the one, you are called, Exodus 4.13, O oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. The message reads, please, send somebody else. No matter what the Lord is calling us to, whether it be great or small, and can we acknowledge tonight that no call is small, the Lord will help us, the Lord will equip us, our job, our response and our responsibility is faith. It's to step out in faith. It is faith in the call. I want to share some words with you tonight, David Wilkerson. Let's hear these words tonight. When God says to humankind, believe, he demands something that's wholly beyond reason. Faith is totally illogical. Its very definition has to do with something unreasonable. Think about it. Hebrews says faith is the substance of something hoped for, evidence that's unseen. 
We're being told, in short, there is no tangible substance, no visible evidence, yet we are asked to believe. Consider the faith that was demanded of Noah. He lived in a generation that had spun out of control. The condition of humans had grown so awful, God couldn't take it anymore. Finally, he said, enough. Man is set on destroying himself. It must end. See Genesis 6. Imagine Noah's bafflement as he tried to grasp this. God was going to send a cataclysmic event, one that would destroy the entire earth. Yet all that Noah was told about the matter were these brief words from heaven. He simply had to accept it by faith without receiving any more direction for 120 years. Think about what faith was demanding of Noah. He was given a mammoth task to build a huge ark, and meanwhile he had to live in a dangerous world. He had to keep believing while the whole world around him danced, partied, and wallowed in sensuality. But Noah did as God said. He kept trusting the word he'd been given for more than a century. And for his obedience, Scripture says, Noah became heir of the righteousness which is by faith, Hebrews eleven seven. So it'll be in the end as it was in the days of Noah. Matthew 24, 37 to 39. And he continues with these words. In Genesis 12, 1 to 4, God told Abraham, Get up, go out, and leave your country. Surely Abraham wondered, but where, Lord? God could have answered simply, I'm not telling you, just go. This wasn't logical. It was totally unreasonable. It was a totally unreasonable demand to any thinking person. I wonder if our thinking gets in the way. I'll illustrate by asking every Christian wife. Imagine that your husband came home one day and said, Pack up, honey, we're moving. Of course you'd want to know why or where or how, but the only answer he gives you is, I don't know. I just know God said go. There's no rhyme or reason to this kind of demand. It's simply it simply isn't logical. Yet this is precisely the illogical direction that Abraham followed. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went, Hebrews 11.8. All he knew was the belief. All he knew was the brief word God had given him. Go, Abraham, and I'll be with you. No harm will come to you. Faith demanded that Abraham act on nothing more than this promise. He continues, One starry night, God told Abraham, Look up into the sky. See the innumerable stars. Count them if you can. That's how many descendants you're going to have. See Genesis 15.5. Abraham must have shaken his head at this. By now he was old, as was his wife, Sarah. They were long past the time of ever possibly having a child, yet here he's given a promise that he would become a father of many nations. And all the evidence he had to go on was a word from heaven. I am the Lord, Genesis 15, 7. But Abraham obeyed, and the Bible says the same thing of him that it says of Noah. He believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness, Genesis 15, 6. Once again, we see an illogical scene 
yet one man's faith is translated into righteousness. The truth tonight is that the Lord is calling us and to that which he calls us, he is faithful. He equips those whom he has called. He is faithful. What he is after and what he is looking for is faith. A response of faith. He wants a response of faith. He wants the responsiveness of faith. He wants the action of faith. He wants the conviction of faith. He wants the determination of faith. He wants the unquenchable passion of faith. You know what he wants? The obedience of faith. The flow and the release of faith. Perhaps we're saying, it's not in me, Lord. We're right. It's not in us, but he is. It's in him. By my spirit, says the Lord. Perhaps we're saying, send another Lord, literally crying out, please send somebody else, anybody else. And I'd say to you tonight, no. He wants you. He's called you. He's not looking for another and he's not looking for a replacement. He's not asking us to present him with other options. He is looking at us. No mistake, he is precise. He did not come knocking at the wrong door. He knows us. And he comes to each of us and calls us. What the Lord is calling us to may be beyond us, but can we agree tonight that it's not beyond Him? What the Lord is calling us to may not be in us, but as I already said tonight, He is. What the Lord is calling us to may not appear to be for us, and can we agree tonight it's not? It's for Him. It's first and foremost for him. Now, it's true that sometimes all we have to go on is a word from heaven, and beyond that, we haven't been given. All we have to go on is a simple word, yet a profound word from heaven. What does faith look like when all we have to go on is a word from heaven? What does it look like in your life, in my life, when all we have to go on is a word from heaven. You know what it looks like? Faith looks like obedience. Obedience to the call. Obedience to the word of the Lord. Obedience to the separation. It's response of obedience. Responsiveness of obedience. The action of obedience. The conviction of obedience. The determination of of obedience, it really is unquenchable obedience. It looks like this. It looks like gathering wood for the ark. That's what faith looks like. What does faith look like? It looks like steps in the right direction. What does faith look like? It looks like 
heading down to the brook to gather five stones. What does faith look like? It looks like taking the rod in hand and going to Egypt. Faith looks like obedience. Faith is not passive. Faith doesn't sit and wait. God, show me more. You know what might happen? Can you imagine what would have happened if Noah said, I need more than that, I can't go on this? He might have still been sitting there after 120 years. And he might have been washed away too. God's saying, here it is. This is all there is. This is all you're going to get. What are you going to do with it? We have to be obedient to the call. He's looking for faith. If without faith it is impossible to please God, could it also be said that without obedience it is impossible to please God? It's impossible to please him if I don't go get the wood for the ark. It's impossible to please him if I don't take steps in the right direction. It's impossible. I'm not pleasing to him if I don't go get the five stones. I'm not pleasing him if I don't take the rod in hand and accept the call and make my way to Egypt. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. Really, without obedience, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2 in the Amplified Bible reads, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, listen to this, the title deed, that is the ownership, we could say, of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Wow. Maybe too many of us live by our senses. For by faith, trust, and holy fervor born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. You see, the Lord comes and he gives us the assurance. His word is the confirmation and he hands us the title deed. He hands us the ownership of what's already, already set in motion, what is already in his mind, of that which he already sees coming to pass, but we can forfeit it all if we cast away the title deed. We have the assurance of God. And if it's so we're looking at ourselves and saying it's impossible and we're not equipped, can we remember that he equips who he calls? He'll be with us. When all we have to go on is a word from heaven, we have everything we need to go on. We don't need to ask for anything more. We don't need to get on our knees and pray for the first 10 years. We just need to go out and gather wood. Can we receive that tonight? When we get a word from heaven, God is looking for immediate response. He's not looking for us to sit back. Unless he calls us to a season of waiting, you know what I'm talking about. But he's asking us to take steps in the right direction. Now, it's incredible to get a call like that to build an ark, isn't it? Now, we'd want the ark built in one day, but it takes time. I just feel like for some here tonight, we need to just receive that, that it might take some time. But the end will come. But the only way the end comes, the only way the completion comes, 
is by getting one board at a time and going to work. And it'll take some sweat. It'll take dedication, commitment. When all we have to go on is a word from heaven, we have everything we need to go on. And the divine testimony born to us and the good report obtained is only on the other side of faith. Only on the other side of obedience. And what is this testimony? What is this report? It is righteousness. If we are honest tonight, don't we want the Lord to call us to things beyond us? By my spirit, says the Lord. Don't we want the Lord to call us to things that aren't in us? Where we need him to equip us? That's faith. Don't we, don't we desperately want the Lord to call us to things that aren't for us, but that are for him? And in that, my, how we receive blessing and satisfaction. Things that aren't for us, things that require he equips us. You see, it's beautiful when it gets uncomfortable. It's beautiful when it gets illogical. Why? It's thrilling. You're out there with God. That's the life of faith. When's the last time you stepped out in faith? If we're real honest right now, when's the last time we stepped out in faith? A word from heaven. Perhaps we're here tonight, we've already received our word from heaven. What have we done with the word? Are we waiting for the next year when the prophet shows up? Are we waiting for the next conference? Are we waiting for, what are we waiting for? God is looking for faith. He's looking for obedience. He's looking for steps in the right direction. It doesn't mean it's going to all happen tomorrow. It doesn't mean there's going to be some ups and downs. Not going to be some ups and downs. We trust the Lord and we step out. Faith demands that Abraham act on nothing more than this promise. And what is this act? It's obedience. I wonder tonight if we can all be encouraged, all be challenged, every single one of us. Can we all be challenged to change our response from, Lord, it's beyond me, to, Lord, it's not beyond you? Can we be encouraged tonight to change our confession from, Lord, it's not in me, to, Lord, you are in me? Smith Wigglesworth said these words, you must come to see how wonderful you are in God and how helpless you are in yourself. Can we change our declaration from, Lord, it's not for me, to, Lord, it's for you, and because it's for you, it's for me. I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to be obedient. I'm not going to squander the word. I'm not going to cast away the title deed. I'm not going to pass it back to you when you've given me the title deed. I'm not going to crumple up the title deed. So here we go tonight. Faith moves us. 
faith moves us. Like Abel, faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God. Faith will move you. Why? Obedience moves you. Faith moves us in the right direction. It takes us toward what God is calling us to. Faith lifts us like Enoch. Faith lifted Enoch from this life and he was taken up into heaven. We need a life that is taken up into heaven. And can we hear the Spirit speaking in that tonight? Not earthbound, but heavenbound. Faith opens our heart to receive. Like Noah, receiving revelation of things to come that had never been seen. Can you imagine if the Lord told you something was going to happen that had never been seen before? We might have faith for those things that have been seen before. God says, this is, what we're, this is where we're going. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm calling you to build. But this was all new. That's radical faith. Faith motivates us like Abraham. Hebrews 11, verse 8 in the Passion Translation. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call. I love this. And leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. Might mean we have to leave the familiar. I don't know how that's speaking to someone here tonight. Amazing. And he continues the next verse. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. That is faith. Abraham stepped out in faith. Can you imagine God says go, you just start going. You just pack up and you just start going. That's radical faith. Faith inspires us, doesn't it? The faith of others inspires us, but faith of our own will inspire us. It'll inspire our life. Like Joseph, Hebrews 11, verse 22, faith inspired Joseph and opened his eyes to see into the future. For as he was dying, he prophesied about the exodus of Israel out of Egypt and gave instructions that his bones were to be taken from Egypt with them. You see, faith inspires. It opens our eyes into the future. It turns us prophetic. This is the eye of faith. It imparts prophetic vision. It helps us see into the future. That's faith. Faith prompts us. Like Moses' parents, verse 23, faith prompted the parents of Moses at his birth to hide him for three months because they realized their child was exceptional and they refused to be afraid of the king's edict. Can I say tonight that faith enables us? Faith stirs us. Faith opens the way for us. Faith provides for us. Faith proves itself by obedience. We can say, we could break this down and just talk about Christian life with Jesus, a relationship with Jesus. If I have no obedience, do I have faith in him? Think about it tonight. We say we have faith in Christ. We have faith in his word. My obedience proves my faith, does it not? My faith is proved in my obedience. God, I believe this call. I have to step out. I have to be obedient. I have to go collect the wood. I have to take steps in the right direction. I got to go get the five stones. I got to bring the giant down because he said, 
I have faith that my God can help me bring the giant down, but if I don't get the five stones and get onto the battlefield, it's proved in the obedience. It's proved in walking out in the obedience. No wonder it's impossible to please the Lord without faith. Hebrews 11.6 reads, but without faith it is impossible to please him. You know, we have to let go of every single one of us. I'm challenged by this as well. We all need to let go of it's beyond me, it's not in me, it's not for me. We might not say it. We still need to let go of it. It's beyond me. It's not for me. It's not in me. When the Lord comes and calls us, He wants us to respond with faith. He's handing us the title deed. He's saying, look, this is the assurance. Maybe this is a crazy analogy. But it's like I come with a new car for you and I give you the title deed and you look at me and you say, that's impossible. It's not for me. It's beyond me. Now, disbelief would be casting it aside and saying that's foolishness, ripping it up, giving it back, crumpling it up setting it aside. But if I told you that car is waiting at this address, all you got to do is go. There's gas in the tank. I'll tell you where the keys are. Just go. Real simple. Real simple analogy. But Can you imagine if I handed you that and you just said, ah, impossible? And so you just sat back. And then I come back to you a month later, two months later. How's that car working out? Well, I didn't think it was real. Like, I need more assurance. Can you come give me a second title deed? It's right there. God knows the address, He's given us the title deed. His word is true. God is not a man that he should lie. He's not coming to us, playing with us, trying to get us to go on journeys that aren't, aren't the reality of what our destiny or our calling is. He's not trying to confuse us. Now, I'm not saying throw caution to the wind. Throw caution to the wind if it's the wind of the Holy Ghost. But you know what I'm saying tonight? We don't just get foolish. This is a word from heaven. God came and spoke to these people. So we're not making things up. We have to let go of it's beyond me, it's not in me, it's not for me. Why? Because these cripple faith. These kill faith. In fact, these halt faith from being born. They actually crumple the title deed. And when the Lord hands you the title deed, the only proper response is faith, and the only right response is obedience. Simply put, he wants faith. 
Now, I don't know what the Lord is calling every person to today, the big and the small. I don't know what he's calling you to build, but you do. I don't know what he's calling you to rescue and set free or who he's calling you to rescue and set free by his Spirit. Who he's calling you to lead out of captivity. I don't know what giant he is calling you to slay. I can't count the stars. But if he's calling you, what he wants is faith. Can you receive this tonight? Don't worry about Pharaoh. The Lord has got you covered. Don't worry about what lies ahead. Don't let fear or common sense hold you back. Run with the title deed. Often we're looking, what am I going to come up against? And it, it, it halts us. It cripples our faith before we even step out, before we even take one step in the right direction. Can I have the worship team return tonight? Three quotes. Smith Wigglesworth, there is nothing impossible with God. All the impossibility is with us when we measure God by the limitations of our unbelief. Nothing's impossible for God. It wasn't impossible that all the children of Israel come out of Egypt. It wasn't impossible for this little shepherd boy to take down the giant. Nothing is impossible with God. You know, I wonder, like if I was David, I got called, go take down this giant. Maybe like, I want to start with, with a guy that's a little smaller. Let's see how this is going to go. Now, I know he dealt with some, some wild beasts, but this is crazy. And, and all these people watching me, all these soldiers, all these trained men of war in here, I'm stepping out. Maybe you feel like that tonight. But if you have the Lord in you, and the Lord is for you, and he's given you the title deed, step out. Reinhard Bonnke said these words, faith is a kind of immune system, filtering out fears that otherwise would paralyze all activity. Got faith. We need faith like an immune system working in us that would just cleanse us from the impurities, get the disease, all those things that would come to paralyze. Reinhard Bonnke, faith does not come by logic. Wow. If anyone knew his story, incredible. Faith does not come by logic. Remember the feeding of the 5,000? Miracles flow only through hands that distribute bread. Faith and obedience is the vehicle which carries believers, even timid ones, into the miracle zone. Faith and obedience will carry us into the miracle zone. God has a miracle zone for every single one of us, even those of us that live what we would consider just kind of a normal life. God has a miracle zone in store for you. Can you receive that tonight?
He's got a miracle zone in store for every single one of us. It doesn't matter what our occupation is. It doesn't matter what age we are. It doesn't matter what our social standing is. It doesn't matter right now if we're at a job or in education. We're new to the faith, old to the faith. God has a miracle zone for every single one of us. What we need to do is to respond with faith and obedience. We might be timid, but even if we're timid ones, you pair that up with faith and obedience, a title deed from God, we're a sure win. There is nothing that can stop the promise of God coming to fulfillment if we're responding this way. Can we receive that tonight? I don't know what we're going to do with the word. I don't know what you're going to do with the word. Hopefully I do something with the word. But every single one of us, this kind of a word could change our life. It's very simple. It's in the text. But God is just coming to remind us tonight. And I believe there are some here tonight. I know we have a different crowd sometimes every Monday. We have the core people. But I just say tonight, I really feel the Lord has given title deeds out, and you know you have title deeds. It doesn't mean it's always the big thing. It might be something small that he's giving you a title deed to. He's handed it out to you, and you know, and the Spirit's speaking to you right now and pinpointing that. What are you going to do with it? Are we going to respond with faith and obedience? Let's stand tonight. We'll just quickly sing out this course and close in prayer. Would you just ask the Lord, say, Lord, Lord, help me. Whatever it is that's holding you back from faith and obedience, it's fear, whatever it is, just give it to the Lord right now. Just surrender it. And I think every single one of us could surrender something tonight and say, God, these are the things that are holding me back. It might be your own common sense. It might be your own logical thinking. It might be that you need everything to be revealed to the senses when God is saying no. It's beyond the senses. This is beyond you, but it is for you. Yeah, it's not in you, but I'm in you. And so we respond with faith and obedience. Respond to you tonight, Lord. Come on, surrender to God. The team's going to lead, and then we'll close in prayer.